Welcome to Me, Myself, and Millie, a podcast about pop culture and hot goss through the lens of your nosy neighbor. I'm your host and local nosy neighbor, Millie Brooks. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is episode 13 and the final episode of season one. I know it's heartbreaking, but don't worry. We will be back in October with season two and a boatload of new topics, including, but not limited to, travel, witches, navigating family during the holidays, and in one episode, I even interview my 95-year-old grandmother, Marjorie Kimball. So keep following the podcast during the break in September on Instagram at me, myself, Millie for updates. I know it's true. I got a new IG handle to represent the pod. It kind of needed to happen. So check us out there. Today's topic is marry yo self. And we have Siobhan Doherty on to discuss the unusual subject. In July, after a bad breakup, Siobhan made the decision to throw herself a wedding and recommit herself to herself. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I can't even get through that with a straight face. But all jokes aside, it was a very enlightening conversation on self-care, narcissism, what the difference is, and dismantling the patriarchy. But before we get to that conversation, two shout-outs. One to Madeline Wagner in Los Angeles, California, and Ashley Bahari in West Bloomfield, Michigan. These are two of my fantastic, fantastic friends, um, both of whom are big fans of the pod. So holla holla, Madeline and Bahar. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to me, myself, and Millie. Our guest today is Siobhan Doherty. Siobhan is a local artist, teacher, and dog lover. And last week... Siobhan married herself. Yes, you heard me correctly. Siobhan planned her own wedding ceremony and reception as a symbol of self-love and recommitting herself to herself after a breakup. Siobhan, welcome to the pod. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. So let's dive in. What you did last week was one of the boldest and bravest things I've ever seen in my lifetime, possibly in the history of mankind. Possibly. Um, Why don't you start with what led you to want to plan a wedding and marry yourself? Great question. Um, There's so many different things we can talk about, but the the real impetus, the exact moment it happened actually, was that I was like at day two out of a major breakup and um, one in which we had talked about getting married and I had said that that was something I really wanted and I think I hadn't really um, felt at peace with how much I actually wanted it. Uh, Hi, Cleo. Hi, Cleo. (laughs) She's agreeing with you. She agrees. (laughs) Um, And so it ended and I was in a lot of grief and I called a friend And I was sort of in that very vulnerable, griefy place where I was like, what if I never get married? (laughs) And my friend Jamie Mm -hmm. said, well, why don't you marry yourself? Jamie. Jamie Lee. Yes. Hi, Jamie Lee. Hi. (laughs) Okay, so Jamie Lee was the mad scientist behind all of this. She was the spark, The spark. Right. She planted the seed. Like, I had a lot of maybe, like, gasoline underneath there that, like, helped light the fire, but she did light the spark and say, why don't you marry yourself? And I actually didn't have a lot of great things to say, why not? I was like, well, I guess I could marry myself, maybe. And and the more, um, that sounds a little weird, but like, uh, the more I started thinking about it, the, the more I started feeling like that was what I 
that would be really beneficial for me psychologically. Mm. Like I think after a breakup, you think about all the things you've lost Mm -hmm. and it's sometimes hard to get out of loss mode. And so this was actually something that was like positive that I was looking forward to. And, and it was a way to kind of heal some of those, um, dynamics or feelings that I had during the relationship where I wasn't taking care of myself to say, okay, what promises do I want to make to myself moving forward? Mm -hmm. Because maybe I wasn't treating myself quite the way I want to. So how do I do that? And how do I bring my community together? People really showed up for me afterwards. I got a lot of kind messages. After the breakup. After the breakup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just realized how important um, those friendships were to me and the fact that people were like um, really like helping me through this like talking to me and like just being there for me in in grief and so I was like I want to bring everybody together and and feel all their love and also like celebrate them and say uh, you guys are great and like thank you for being here mm-hmm. yeah that's great well, I mean, so let's talk about the ceremony. Yeah. Like, who did you, who did you invite, and um, and why, and like, yeah, let's start there. Yeah. Um, well, it's I, so originally when she said this, why don't you marry yourself? I was envisioning it being really small, like being at a house, inviting maybe like ten people, like, and doing it super low key. Of course, making it, like, really witchy. You know, I wanted some sage, and I wanted to burn things, and I just wanted it to be super um, cleansing and healing and witchy, which I'm not normally, but after the breakup, I definitely got a lot more witchy. Yeah. (laughs) I was, like, just leaning into, like, all of those things that... that... Lean into your inner witch. (laughs) I I did. Everybody's got an inner witch. Yeah, and she's great. Yeah. Um... There's no reason to knock that stuff. Like it, it, it's exciting, and mm-hmm. if it and if it moves you to like be a different version of yourself, that's a little more like big and bold. Like why not? Yeah. Um. So it, I thought it was gonna be small, and then it definitely snowballed. Like it just kind of kept getting bigger wind. and bigger. Yeah. Wow. The more I kept talking to people about it, the the more people were like, "I want to come," or like, um. I would realize that maybe I should invite more people or I would realize that actually I do want to have like a legitimate wedding dress, not just like a nice dress. Like I want to go through that whole process. I think I really wanted to do a wedding because I wanted to kind of get it out of my system. Mm. And in order to do that, I needed to like do some of the traditional things, even though this was a super untraditional thing, you know. And and I liked how the... I was on the list, everyone. I was at the ceremony, and I liked how the officiant, who was, what was her name? Her name is Tamara. Tamara addressed that at the beginning of the ceremony. She was like, this isn't your traditional wedding ceremony. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it felt like, I mean, from me as somebody sitting in the audience, it felt like you understood what this was and that what you were doing doesn't make a total a lot of linear sense right but like you were you were you yourself were having like laughter associated with it yeah laughing with yourself and like going along for the ride yeah 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 it was kind of funny because it did occur to me at some point when I was planning this and trying to explain it to people that I was like um, I want to heal some of the like societal baggage around f- feeling like you have to be married to be a complete person, and it is a little weird to do that with a with a wedding, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. Like you don't have to be married, but then I'm I'm here marrying myself. Right. Um, but I think like actually what I've learned more deeply since is that I'm I feel like I'm re- reclaiming marriage and like reinventing marriage. And also just asking myself, like, the very interesting psychological question of, like, what does it mean to be married to yourself? Mm. Like, what what does that look like? You know, because we know a little bit more about what it looks like to be married to another person. But, yeah. what, but, but how to, yeah. So asking myself that question has been very interesting. 
what answers are you coming up with? <laughs> or what are you discovering along the way? Yeah. Um, hmm. I think that one of the things that it means is that I wanted to marry myself because I felt like one of the things I wanted out of marriage is like a sense of safety. Mm. Like I think that for a lot of people, you get married and you know that that person's not going anywhere, theoretically. Um, and so there's this weight that's lifted of like, I choose you, like I'm not planning on going anywhere, you're the one. And so like to know that I have my own back, that like that I'm not going anywhere, that like no matter what shit hits the fan, like I'm I'm here and I'm here for me and I'm going to be here for me in like a really nicer loving way rather than being really hard on myself. That's applause worthy. Yeah. That's applause worthy. Yeah. Um I mean taught for those of us for those people that weren't at the ceremony. Sure. How did you plan the ceremony? Yeah. Like, what was involved in that? Yeah. Well, one thing that was also kind of wonderful about planning all of it and, and talking to, like, the handful of friends that were most involved, like Jamie Lee and Tamara, who was the officiant, um, and my friend Meg Ellison, who does a lot of, like, ceremony work, you yeah. know? Um, all three of them are very witchy women, wonderful witchy women. So I consulted my local witches. <laughs> <laughs> Step number two. Yeah. Make a call out to the coven. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Get in touch with your inner witch. Yes. And then call call the other ones to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they showed up in spades. And <laughs> and they had a lot of ideas where I was like, I want to do this, but I don't know how. And, and um, for instance, you know, Meg Ellison was like, well, a lot of times in ceremonies like this, you have a mirror and you say your vows to yourself in a mirror. I... Okay, and that was Meg. Yeah. Was she supposed to hold up the mirror I during think, the vows? I think that that was really going to be my plan. Yeah. Okay, because I think she forgot her cue. Yeah. And that was the funniest yeah. thing, Siobhan. Yeah. You were like, Meg. Yeah. Meg, I, get up and remember your job. Yeah. I, I like had to like point to her during the ceremony and be like, come here. I may not have communicated that plan either. Like, you know what? No one's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And like... During during the reception, there was a lot of... Um, anytime you make a mistake, you just say, hashtag self-love. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. It's like, oh, fuck it, I made self-love. a mistake. Self-love. Yeah, self-love. Failure. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> That's, yeah. I liked that. So for the ceremony, I mean, Meg had the idea of the mirror, which was like, honestly, that was so intense to like look at yourself in the mirror, look out at 40 people sitting in the audience and be like, did I really sign myself up to say these really intense things to myself in a mirror in front of 40 people watching me? Like, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, I did have that moment of being like, oh, man, what did I do? Yeah. And and I and I had a hard time. I don't know if you noticed. Well, I think anybody in their right mind would. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. This was just gonna be a bonfire, but now yeah. <laughs> here, now, here I've bought a dress, I've like got a permit for the park, yep. like invited all these people. You got I mean now you just gotta move forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a moment where I thought I couldn't do it, and then some there was some cheering, like someone. Oh my god! Did I was cheering. cheering the whole time. Yeah, I was cheering during like the lovely ukulele music that yeah. Meg Trowbridge was playing in in the beginning, but then nope, it didn't catch on. <laughs> so I shut up real quickly. Um, I have to say though, Siobhan, your grand entrance with the red cloak yes the red cloak and the reveal of the dress yeah was epic with the opera music and my dog got to walk down the aisle as well he a bridesmaid held him and he walked down the aisle and he stepped on my train and I was like I wouldn't have it any other way yeah I, I well what's cool about the ceremony is that um it it was a real joint effort like Tamara is the one who was like, "Do you want a cloak?" And I was like, "Maybe." <laughs> like, that's not. 
not what I was picturing, but like you're clearly picturing it and you think it sounds So let's go with it. Sure. So let's go with it. So she added that factor in. And then I chose the the color for the bridesmaids. I wanted them to be red. I mean, red is a color of like blood and like rebirth. Um, I've been getting into like like I said all this all the stuff. So colors like stones, you know, just mm-hmm. all the things. So frogs, toads, yeah, frogs, yeah. <laughs> what is heartbeats, it? yeah, eye of new frogs, legs, toe frog, toe frog. frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw them in there. Throw them in the cauldron. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. So they they helped me with that, and then like I had flower men. I mean, I think this is important for your audience to know that a lot of this was about like fuck the patriarchy. Yeah. And and so I thought it was really nice to have flower men instead of flower girls. And I had five grown men make a flower petal circle and and they were all really into it. Like I They all lo- I mean they were like they took their job seriously. <laughs> like adorably seriously. They were like, "Yes, we are going to scatter scatter these flower petals for you and stand here for you." And I think men don't get a chance to like express their feminine side the floral side yeah and I think that's a shame I think you know I remember having a boyfriend in high school tell me that he would love to receive flowers once in a while like nobody sends men flowers yeah and I was like damn you're right yeah like what's wrong with that which is, which is why I think Queer Eye is such a great show mm-hmm. because, I mean, you just see these people who are not used to doing that kind of self-care and, yeah. and having them do it and how important it is, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so the flower And the flower so it was mostly, would, would you say that it was mostly friends? Were, and did any family members participate? That's a great question. So this, this was really for me like I wanted this psychologically for like healing purposes and also kind of like to say like fuck you to society that tells women they have to be married um but I wanted it to be easy and I wanted it to be for me and I wanted it to not add stress to my life although it did a little bit um but I wanted it to be mostly beneficial for me and so you know I have some extended family but I feel like they would not really be down with a self-wedding, and that's okay. They, they wouldn't really get it, and I really just wanted close people there who would get it. And my mom hella got it. Like She did. Would have loved to have been there, but she was traveling, and so um, I was like, I need this to happen now. Like, I don't want to be, like, I, don't, I want to heal. I want to get, get going mm-hmm. on my healing journey, so I don't want to wait months and months and months for this. Like, yeah. I want to do it. Soon. Yeah. So she recorded a poem for me and um, sent it, a Mary Oliver poem called Wild Geese. And I played it at the reception into the microphone, and people told me that they were very moved. And I, I actually talked to her yesterday, and she said... Um, Where I'm, does your mom live? She lives in North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. She said, I'm so proud to have a daughter who felt like she was entitled to have of wedding for herself because I don't think in a million years like me or women of my generation would feel entitled to have a wedding for themselves Mm. and and she like was an incredible woman who had me as a single mom put herself through engineering school worked at NASA and all her family wanted to know was when are you getting married Mm. so like that was the pinnacle yeah of a woman's life was getting married and whatever happens after that. Yeah. But it's all leading up to that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's the a, happiest day of your life. Like, that's right. the thing I that... Yeah, I have, a, I have a big problem with that. With also, like, I mean, also the whole thing about, like, yeah, it being the happiest day of your life and, like, congratulatory thing. You know, like, I guess it is a really... But, like, looking at it as an achievement, I guess that's what I want to say. Rather than, like, I guess, you know, yeah, but I also, I've done so much else with my life and have, you know, I mean, this was just, happened to be 
falling in love and yeah and but it's not like I it's not an award yeah you know and, and if you look at it, it like I can't that, I'm not gonna add this to my resume right well also if you look at it as like this is an achievement you know like then when it goes away if, if it goes away mm-hmm. it, like divorce whatever like then it's a failure Right. You know, then you've right. failed at marriage. And, like, the weight of that is so heavy for people. When yeah. really, like, if leaving the other person is the right thing to do, it's the right thing to do. You know, yeah. and people get in relationships and, like, you know, they they try. They're hopeful. And, like, they still learn things. Looking at it as a failure would be really hard for me to think, wow, everything I did in that last relationship was a failure. Like, what a terrible... Mm-hmm. Way to look at it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, give us the timeline. Like, how mm-hmm. long did you, from when you broke up to when you had the wedding and planning? What was that like? Yeah, um, I think it was like almost precisely four months. Like the wedding happened up at. I mean, you planned a wedding in four months. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, was it four or f- five? I think it's four. I wait. So it happened at that beginning of April. So April, May, June, July. We're at the end of July. So five. Okay. But like that's still um, yeah. It was a little crazy. Yeah. Because weddings are a lot to plan. Yeah. Even even little like um, DIY self marriage ones. Yeah. And I mean it's also and I have to also say like the the total hardship about a wedding is really the family piece. Yeah. That's the hardest part. It really is. Also, I didn't have to deal and with my spouse's family. Yeah, you didn't have to deal with any family. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, the one family member was incredibly supportive and sent you a poem. Yeah. That's pretty ideal. Yeah. My mom was like, I think you actually had the perfect wedding because yeah. you got to have your big day. Like, you you know you didn't marry the wrong person. Right. <laughs> like you, you if had... you did, that would be, whoa. Yeah. I don't think I'd be seeing you right now. I think you'd be locked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My friend Raphael said, I'm so glad you found the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, me too. I'm really glad I put a ring on it. Cause... You have a great sense of humor about it because, I mean, it is a bold thing. Yeah. And, like, you know, being able to laugh at, at laugh at it all yeah. seems like the best therapy. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But, like, what have been people's responses? Like, let's run through the gamut because I, I had my own list of responses from people from sharing this. Uh-huh. Like that, I'm going to my friend's wedding, uh-huh. and there's only one person involved. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. People were like, it it ran the gamut from like the the head bursting emoji mm-hmm. to this is the greatest thing I've ever seen on social media. <laughs> yeah. So, what have people's responses been? Um, so of the like close friends, um really positive for the most part um some some friends or people that I've told have taken a little time to understand the idea because it's it's new and they're like what does this mean and and I think there's also a little bit of like is Siobhan okay well that that I will be honest that's what I that thought did run through my head when I heard it I was like oh my god is this a public cry for help (laughs) is she Mm -hmm. is she okay yeah is she you know, is she losing her mind? <laughs> Thankfully, no. But but I can totally understand that reaction. And I, and I will say that, like, it did come out of a lot of pain. I mean, I think you want to reverse that trend. Like, I, it was really hard to have my life kind of, like, upended in the way it was after the breakup. Because you guys were living together. Yeah. It was five years. We lived together. We had a dog together. Like, you know, it, I found out really, like, unexpectedly. And uh, there was just a lot of uh, pain. And so this was kind of born out of a lot of pain. And so I... You found out, wait, oh, that there was a extra thing going on beside. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Got that. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. And that was really painful. That's painful and shocking. Yeah. And then the fun theater fact 
Oh God! Well, I'm like, is he listening? I don't know. Probably not. He's probably not going. Yeah, this is. I mean, this podcast is really just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I think only ten people listen at this point. But those ten people, now you know some shit. So Um, give us the goss. Yeah. Well, a little bit of the goss is that yes, I found out as we were breaking up that um, he had been with someone else and that he hadn't told me in couples therapy like the nice thing to do he mm-hmm. told me when he was breaking up with me mm. that was really like like mm. talk about your world just getting turned upside down and then you have to move and all this stuff and so that that was really painful and so this was definitely born out of out of a lot of pain you know and the healing process has been a little bit maybe more dramatic because of how painful that experience was you know well and so to that I say good for you yeah good for you oh the theater thing I was going to tell you was that um the other fun thing about being in theater is that we were in a show together oh yes as we were splitting up which is like one of the worst kinds of hell I think that you can have you can experience is like Everybody knows you're in the ending this five year relationship, and then there you are, like with the other person in public, and it's just so awkward. And yeah, like I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Oh God, Siobhan, I mean, I would just run out the door every night. Like I would not stick around and chat with nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty rough. Well, God bless you for showing up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wanted to, like, take her to the show. Mm. And I was like, you're, no, you can't. No, that's crazy. Like, what's wrong? It's a little too soon. Oh, yeah. Too soon for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a lot of, so I had a lot to heal. Yeah. And I really had to show myself in a dramatic way that it's, that it's okay, that I'm going to be okay, that, like, um... That I'm that I'm marriage worthy, you know. Like I, I think I knew that, but I think that there's a part of my like heart that wasn't sure, and so I really needed to like hear that and do that and see that and and I got it. I mean, it's so lovely. Like Millie, like I, I got to have that experience. Like, and my friends helped make it happen. And, yeah, like, it what sounds like your friends were really intricate like players in in I mean I saw them running around you know on the day putting it all together and like they were creating this with you yeah that's what it feels like yeah it feels like it was a a joint effort it wasn't you just dictating to everybody (laughs) no no you know no and and that I think we all created like a beautiful thing together and I I think that um I'm so thankful that that happened, and I don't think you realize the value of your community until they like show up for you in this way. Amen. <laughs> so I agree. So t- some of the funny things though about like they were supportive. To get back to that question of like, how did people react? Mm-hmm. I did pick up the dog from um, the dog sitter because I was like, but after walking down the aisle with me, I was like, you need to go away. You you're too much chaos yeah. for the rest of the yeah. day. As a dog owner, mm-hmm. I understand. Sometimes... I love you, you, but... I love you, but this... I can't take care of you right now. Yeah. I need you to... Yeah. Yeah. But, so I I went to the house to pick up the dog, and it turns out it was like a gal who had just graduated from high school um, that was watching him, and who I got through Rover, and, and her parents, who were like... Or no, her mom and, and her mom's partner, who I found out they were not married, but um, they said, oh, uh, you got married yesterday? Sophia told us she picked up the dog from a wedding. And I said, yeah, I did. And they said, congratulations. I said, thank you. And then, and then they said, so how long have you two known each other? And oh my God, Siobhan. And I was like, oh, I could say... I could say a lot of things. I could just lie, and, right? And not. So you don't have to get, go into it. But but I but I 
have been enjoying this social experiment of telling people and seeing their reactions. And I and so I, I told them and they were like, what? Like it, they definitely went through some like mental rearranging. And, yeah, their and, insides became outsides. Yeah, they didn't know how to respond. <laughs> At one point the woman like was looking really confused and the man turned to her and was like, you look really confused. I'm confused too, but I'm just going with it. <laughs> They were very excited. By the end of it, they were both like, that's awesome. Congratulations to you and you. You Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will be honest with you. When I told Rowan, I was like, Rowan, get your Sunday best on because we're going to a wedding on Saturday. Uh And I told him and I was like, Siobhan's marrying herself. And he was like, what? You're saying words, but I don't understand them. Yes. Yes. And honestly, he was very moved by the whole ceremony. The music, you know, and then, you know, when you, when you, you know, there was some laugh, you know, laugh out loud moments, which I think is just to be expected. Yeah. And lovely and yeah. also therapeutic. When you hold the mirror up to yourself and said your vows and said that you love that person, yourself, for, even though you make mistakes, mm-hmm. I think that's when... Oh, everybody was just like, oh, I can relate. Yeah, who can't? I mean, who can't relate to that? Right. I, I, we all make mistakes and we're all, a lot of us are really hard on ourselves about those mistakes. Yeah. And society, you know, doesn't seem to value like process over product, you know, it's all about achieving like things. You know, but I think that the process of, of getting there is really important. And if you're torturing yourself to get that promotion, then you've spent two years torturing yourself and you got that promotion. Do you feel better? You know, like you spent, yeah. uh, you, you put yourself through hell to get there. So I'm glad to hear it resonated with people. And, and I think that what Cassidy said about like self-acceptance and self-love is that like then it helps you sort of like be better towards other people and I think that's true and I think it helps you change yourself ironically mm-hmm. because I think when you actually say like I accept these flawed parts of me then I think you breathe a sigh of relief and you can actually change them but if but if you're continually just like shoving them away I think they they don't go away I don't think you can like um reject those parts of you and make them go away I think you actually have to bring them in and ask be like what do you need this part of me and then it'll tell you and you can work with it instead of against it well that's a concept you know I think that's a very important concept to not like eradicate all the things you can't like shame or hate yourself into a good person or the person you want to be yeah that's not, I've never seen that work for anybody. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> some people, well, just to play the devil's advocate, mm-hmm. um, some people might say that this walks the line of self-love and narcissism. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a big fear about being seen as, like, selfish and and narcissistic I mean I I don't I'm not too worried about that but um in general but I I think being selfish is something that feels really scary for me being called that and and why well I think a lot of it has to do with like the way we're conditioned societally as women to be like you know you being selfish is like the worst thing that you could possibly be and it's so taboo and it's not as taboo for men and I think that um, being selfish in a good way that doesn't hurt other people is is good. Because when you give and give and give and give and give. That's narcissistic. Well, well, kind of, because you may be doing that to get, to get, to get, like, to get oh, something. please like me. Yeah. You give and give and give, and then, and then you end up actually resenting mm-hmm. that giving if you're not, if you're not also giving back to yourself. So... 
so for, for it was a little bit, I did feel a little bit like, oh my God, I'm asking people to give up their like whole Saturday. I'm asking them to help out with this wedding. Like there was a part of me that really grappled with like, man, this, this seems kind of selfish. But the friends that did a bunch of that stuff wanted to. And so why not let them? Like if someone says, hey, I, um, I want to be part of your healing process. Like I should let them show up for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because that br- does bring joy to people. It does. To give. I mean, I think now we're getting into like the nitty gritty of like what it means to actually give somebody a gift or give them help. You know? Yeah. And um, And asking for help is vulnerable and hard. It is. It's very vulnerable and hard. And it's also, um, you have to be okay with the person saying no. Yeah. And finding it a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, another question. Why did you want to go with a wedding and not, say, a sleeper slightly cheaper option like I don't know a goddess party yeah a bonfire where you burn a bunch of memories or hey just maybe having a crazy birthday bash yeah um let's let's really zero in on why a wedding why a wedding yeah um well I mean I I think I think a wedding is a powerful symbol and I think that um it is so entrenched in our culture, um, and I think that I had a lot of, I watched a lot of my friends get married, like, in my 30s, and and have kids, and watch their relationships blossom, and that was kind of a continual source of pain for me, like, um, I want that. Like, I keep pouring water into this, like, relationship plant, and it keeps, like, not really growing. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that I I wanted a wedding because I feel like there was just a really big part of me that was craving that. And I and I also think that um, wedding, that I, I wanted to take away from the harm of, of wedding. Like, I wanted to soften it because I think that a lot of women... I'm not married, use it as a way to like beat themselves up. And, and I, I just wanted, I know it's a little ironic to do it with a wedding, but like, I felt like it was the only thing that could mm. actually help me say to myself, like, I'm whole, I'm a whole and complete person, whether or not I'm married to someone else. Like, and, and, and every, I wish for everyone that they feel that way that they know that they're totally valid and wonderful human beings, even if they're not married to another person. Do you have a different appreciation now for your, like how have your views changed already towards those friends that have had a wedding or are married or do have children? Well, I feel like I got my day. I feel like I'm a little bit less like, Aw, poor me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it went to my wedding, Mm -hmm. you know, because I got to have one. So I think it's more now I am I feel so full of from this experience I'm more able to be happy for them mm. you know and wish for them that they are being in that relationship in a way that um where they still feel like whole people yeah just with another person and not giving themselves away yeah can can I tell you a question that the dog people ask me yes the, the dog people ask me quite seriously does this mean that you'd have to divorce yourself to marry someone else? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's like the saddest question I've ever heard. Like, first of all, like, can you imagine a self-divorce? Like, no, oh I can't, God. I can't divorce myself. I mean, you didn't go into the county clerk's office no. and get like a no. wedding a marriage certificate. No, it's like all highly symbolic. Right. You know, so no, I don't have to divorce myself to marry someone else. Also, we're in the Bay Area. People are in like poly relationships with like right. seven people <laughs> and you can't handle me like being married and then also marrying someone else. That's, that's what's blowing your mind. You know, and then I think the image of that actually was like, oh, is that what some people do when they get married? They divorce themselves 
or like a part of themselves to give themselves to this other person. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Like, are there parts? I mean, I will say as somebody who, um, I, I feel very much in love with my husband today. And I, I would say that like, there are parts of myself that, um, I think intrinsically just living and coexisting with another human being, you might need to change or compromise or skirt a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like fundamentally that person should help you be the best you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They should want, they should be there for like your growth and your change and help and be a helpful part of that. But they should not be like, you have to change. Like Mm -hmm. they should accept you. And be willing to help you. But I think I did a lot of like wanting to change my partner or my partner wanting to fundamentally change me. Mm-hmm. And like that just doesn't really work, unfortunately. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and um, it might work for a while, but then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think what's real always ends up coming to the surface eventually. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that's great. I mean, I just, I got to say, when you did the smudge part of the poly, what is it, the poly santo? Oh, oh, yeah. Actually, I think during the ceremony, it was just sage. It was just sage? Yeah. I love me a good sage session. Yeah. I love sage. Well, I wanted to release a lot of the societal baggage and also last, last relationship baggage. And yeah. so I wanted to burn something and just, like, let it go. Because when it stays in here, ugh, it, like, weighs you down. But So heavy. But, like, forgiveness and, like, letting go. And it's so hard. People say, just let go of that pain. And you're like, but how? <laughs> like, I'm trying, but it's still here. So sometimes you just have to do a bunch of stuff to let it go. Yeah. Because you can't just tell yourself to let it go sometimes, like. That like I don't know. I've been been meditating a lot, which is great. And they're like, just let it go. And I'm like, but how? Right, right, right. Do you um think people are gonna start marrying themselves? I I do you think you're starting a trend? It's possible. I I think that I have um I've heard now that I've told a few people. I've heard of people saying like, oh, I heard about this. So I do think that there there are little like people bubbling up and deciding to do it. I read some stories of, from women who had done it that like helped me go through with the ceremony. I, I This badass artist from like the late 90s did it and, and wrote about it in a magazine and said that she is like her own wife and she has her, her other person's partner because she got married to a man like a year later after the self-wedding. And he was part of the self-wedding. Like, they started dating when she was planning it. And he was so freaking supportive of it that she was wow. like, this is a good person to keep around. And this is a good fit. This is a good fit. Like, yeah. someone who can understand that I'm married to myself and my own wife, but I am your partner and I'm able to do both. Like, I think that's so cool. Lizzo. Yeah, I she, I'm, I'm remembering, I'm seeing this image of her getting married in one of her music videos, yeah, right? Yeah, she marries herself in one of her music videos, and she looks great, and I didn't plan this, I, listen, I planned this before I found out about that. I'm, I, like, there's some part of me that's like, oh no, are people gonna think that she's doing it just because she saw Lizzo doing it? And if I did, so what? Like, I can't really care so much what people think, like... I really have very little control over that. I have to care about like what I think about myself and I have to treat people with respect and you know mm-hmm. ask for what I need. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, like I can't you know. Do you um you know, you can't you can't control what people think of you and yet this was important for you to have people there. Yeah. Witnessing this ceremony. Speak to that. Like, I mean, it sounds like people were really wanting to be participatory towards it. And it kind of, like, became a thought that became a whole event. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's occurred to me, like, why can't you just do this, like, 
alone like why can't you just have this kind of maybe wedding ceremony on your own like get a dress get a mirror get the vows get cake like you know I think the reason you I you want to do it in front of other people or I wanted to do it in front of other people was that I want to be held a little bit accountable to keep these vows um, and I think a really good way of doing that is to tell a bunch of people what what you're gonna do and that's kind of a scary thought that my friends might be like you said you were gonna you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but I think it's good and it's also just um, having a witness makes it feel more real. Like having all these people witness you do it means it really happened. And you can't just be like, did that happen? I don't know. I was the only one there. Like people know. They saw it. They saw it. The weird thing is Facebook. I'm like, I didn't know what I wanted to do with Facebook. People have tagged me in some stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, like now my Irish relatives are going to be like, she got married? But who did she get married to? And I'm not excited about that. But at the end of the day, like, this is who I am. And I it's something I chose to do. And, like, you know, I'm hoping that people will meet me with at least enough, like, cordial acceptance around that. Because it's not harming them. Yeah. But some people do feel that way, though, I think, because it's, like, their institution, right? Or, like, right. they see it that way. Right, like, like you're cheapening gay. the yeah. idea of marriage. Gay marriage went through that. Mm. Of, like, you're ruining our institution mm. of marriage by, by like, subverting it in, in this way. And I, I remember that argument coming out at the same time when um, Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire was on television. Mm. And I was like... That's cheapening marriage, and it's on network television. Yeah. If anything's cheapening marriage, it's not these two human beings that really want to be together. It's you getting on a show and saying, I'm only marrying you because you're a millionaire. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I think some people might be freaked out by me doing it because it's, it's theirs, and I do respect that. Well, I mean, I do think that it might, you know, their aversion to it might have might reflect on their own ideas of it too Mm -hmm. you know and how it has to be this certain way yeah 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 and I think if I can explain to them that it's about like love and like just that we are all in a relationship with ourselves all the time and I hope that we treat ourselves well you know and that I wanted to treat myself better who, who could really argue, really, with me saying, like, I want to treat myself better? You know, it's going to make me better. That's beautiful. Yeah. I wonder what how the world would be if we all just treated ourselves a little bit better. Oh, I think it would be a better place. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because th- what Cassidy said in that ceremony about white men, which I didn't ask him to say, but I was so glad he said it, mm-hmm. was that, oh, maybe they love themselves too much. But he's like, I don't think that's actual real love. Like, I think that's deep insecurity. Mm. So if you heal that a little of that insecurity, you don't lash out at people as much. Because you're not as, like, paranoid. And, like, your ego is not as, like, easily bruised. Because because you're not as insecure. Because you're like, no, I'm, 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 I accept myself. Like, I fuck up sometimes. But, like, you know, I am who I am. <laughs> right yeah what did your officiant how did she end the ceremony (laughs) what was the line she used oh i i don't remember she was like siobhan i now yeah pronounce you married married to yourself to yourself to yourself however she phrased it it was good yeah I mean, I have her to thank for so much. Tamara, if you're listening, like, you are so central to this. Like, she she got the cloak. She made me a bouquet. She helped write that whole ceremony, like, the day before. Like, I was at her house when I called you being like, could you maybe get my wedding dress? Right. Like, there's too much going on. She, um, 
Yeah, she helped me really plan it all and, and make it happen. And she did a booze run for me, for booze for the party. I mean, like, I don't even know how to pay that back. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, wow, you gave me such a big gift. How could I, how could I ever pay you back? But I can just ask, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah, she, she wrote that line and I thought it was brilliant. And, and yeah. The other question they asked the dog people is, are you cheating on yourself if you... Well, they ran through the gamut. We should have them here right <laughs> yeah. now. They had some really good questions. Okay, go ahead. Move, like, I want to hear this. Um, and I don't, I am not, I am not cheating on myself. Cheating is when it's not consensual. Right. That's cheating. Right. You, you can have any old relationship you want as long as it's consensual. Yeah. So, like, if I ask myself, hey, wife, whatever, me, like, do you want to sleep with this other person? Uh, and I say yes, then great. Then I'm not cheating on myself. Like, that's crazy. That also just assumes that monogamy is the way that it has to be. I'm not becoming a nun. Like, I <laughs> definitely want to get laid, like, by other people. What do you, um, what do you hope for your future partners, like, when they understand this information? I hope they understand it. I, <laughs> I, I think that I will know that the person that I'm with is a good fit for me if they really... Depending on their response. Depending on their response to this. It's a good test. Yeah. Yeah. And I want them to have a strong enough sense of self not to feel threatened by it. Not to be like, oh, she's married to herself. She's going to be all about herself. Like, actually, I did this because I think I'm too much all about other people. And I needed to, like, pull back a little bit, mm. you know. So I think I'm a, very capable of being a good partner. Um, more so now because I have more of me, you know. And I hope they understand that. And I think they will because if I'm with someone and, you know, it turns into that. The, the funny thing is it really did get marriage out of my system. And now I'm a little less like, i got to get married. Mm. I'm really enjoying it. You're this. less hungry for it. You're less... Yeah, needing it as validation. Yeah, yeah. What kind of gifts did you get? <laughs> um, I put self-care things on my registry. I wasn't going to make a registry because that felt really selfish to be like, I'm going to marry myself, buy me stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but my friends from L.A. were like, make a registry. So I said, fine. And, yeah. and I, I put all self-care stuff. So I put like... Um, some stuff for the bath in there. Uh, my my friend bought me like one of those little caddies that you, you set on the side of the bathtub so that you can read in the bath. I've had that caddy. And you can put a candle in it. And you can it, put a candle in and it. And a glass of wine and yep. a book. Yep, yes. yep. And, and, I, and I think she bought me that. Stuff I would never have bought for myself. Like fun, sexy stuff, like uh, like a gift certificate to Good Vibrations, you know? Oh. I may not go out and spend that much money on a nice piece of equipment. Good Vibrations is a sex toy shop mm -hmm. here in San Francisco for those um, outside of the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah. And uh, I, I put, um, I'm, I'm taking myself to Hawaii. <laughs> You're taking yourself to Hawaii, Siobhan! I know, it's, it's also for my birthday, which happens in September. I have a friend who lives out there that I've always wanted to visit, and I have a good enough reason to go, so... So is that your honeymoon? That's my honeymoon. How long will you be in Hawaii? A week. That's a good amount of time. I'm gonna swim with some sea turtles, I'm gonna see my friend, I'm gonna like drink on the beach, like I'm gonna like relax from this whole... Are you gonna get the just married <laughs> sash? That's what I wanna know. Well, see, I want to, because I love buying all of the like traditional wedding crap. Yeah, but it could be an opportunity for you to get laid. But then, so it, maybe you don't want to. Yeah, if I exactly like if I wear mm. just married, people might back off, and the creepers might might be like, "Oh, I want to sleep with a married lady." Yeah. Oh God. Mm -mm. I've never had that problem, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just how I come off. Um, that's great. And you got a ring. And I got a ring. I got a. I got a. I'm Irish, and I got a clatter ring, which is like two hands holding a heart. And I think that that's just a really beautiful symbol. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to take a picture of that. Yeah, I ordered this from Ireland. Mm -hmm. 
do the po- yeah that's great i'm posing right now i'm gonna post this <laughs> um wow siobhan well this has been really i mean i had a lot of questions i mean have i i had a lot of questions a lot of thoughts circle circulating my mind yeah when um when i found this out and also just at the ceremony the ceremony was beautiful like everything about it was very like the the spread. It was a great spread. Who did the spread? The the muffins and the cheeses and my the... friend Marisa's a caterer and she she gave that to me as a wedding gift. No way. Yeah. I mean, I think if anything, this really shows that like you have a lot of people surrounding you with love. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. It really it really is like in times where I feel like. Oh God, this thing fell apart. You know, um, having people show up like this was just—how could I forget? Right now, right. You know, um, yeah. One part of the ceremony, if in case anybody's like planning to do this, that I would recommend, it gets inspired. Um, is I had people all hold stones during the ceremony, and then it's like a representation of their well wishes. And then they all came down in a big circle. And then this was also a very intense part. I like walked around the whole circle and collected everybody's stones and hugged them and thanked them for being there. And and boy, if you want like a feeling that like you have a community, like that's... Um, was it overwhelming? It was almost overwhelming. Yeah. 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 But in a good way. Yeah. You know. And I hope I hope people didn't feel like the whole thing was indulgent, but I I didn't get that impression from mm-hmm. talking to people afterwards. Like I got the impression that they thought it was lovely and resonated for them, and like yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Siobhan. Yeah. Is there anything that I haven't? Did I already ask you this? I can't remember. Is there anything I haven't asked you? That you feel like it's important to mention? Um, I I would say... Um, I would say that... I, I Another thing that was really nice during this period of my life was reading this book, um, Women Who Run With the Wolves. Ooh. It's, it's Who's fr- that written by? Uh, cl- her last name is Pinkola. Um, it's it, it was a big book in like the 90s, I think, um, in feminist literature. And my mom sent it to me. And it unpacks all these archetypes and, um, and fairy tales and, and talks about like women getting in touch with their like wild nature and not wild like running off, like bouncing off the walls, but wild in terms of like being part of a, of a wolf pack and like being able to be free, but also being able to have strong boundaries. And it's just, it's just a really great book. And I, I, I wanted to recommend it to anybody who's out there thinking like that they might want some. Who's curious about this. Yeah. Who's curious about this and feel like they might need that message to, that they want to get in touch with their, with their wild side in a good way um, that they read that book that say it again girls uh, who women women who run with the <laughs> oh, not girls, not girls. <laughs> women who run with the wolves okay yeah yeah and I think um my biggest hope is that like people do do a little more like tending to their own needs because when we tend to our own needs we can tell tell people what we need instead of just um I think that causes a lot of harm I'm not able to tell you what I need you step on my toes I feel bad you feel bad mm-hmm. you know so like there's take... a lot of mis misreading signals like yeah, n- yeah. So, miscommunication so take the time to like listen to yourself and like listen to your heart and don't only do it in those moments where you're in absolute pain <laughs> try to do it in moments where there's just like a little bit of pain before it snowballs into something else, you know? Yep. Yeah. Great. Ooh, witchy woman. Oh, I should have played that at the We should have. You should have, Siobhan. That would have been nice. Oh, I, I, mean, I did a lot of really drunk karaoke at the end of the night. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Did you do any to Stevie Nicks, like no. Fleetwood Mac? Oh, I mean, she is all hail, witchy woman. That was a missed opportunity. Oh. I'll have to do it again sometime. <laughs> and no. we'll have you back for wedding number two. Oh, God. No, <laughs> no I, I'm a little afraid of, like, asking all my friends back if I do marry someone else. I'm like... I don't, I feel like I already asked them for the thing. Well, you'll invite your family. Yeah, this time it'll be all family. <laughs> all family. <laughs> this is just for you guys. Yeah, and I'll do it at the courthouse. Yeah. I'll make it easy. Simple. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Millie. Yeah. And thanks for coming to the wedding. Of course. And bringing your beautiful dog. I mean, let me tell you, I wasn't going to miss it. One of my best photos was of me and Cleo. Oh, she she looks happy. Yeah. She looks pleased as punch to be next to the bride. Yeah, that's one of my favorite photos. I love it. Yeah. I'll post it for everybody, too, on the Instagram to check it out. All right, Siobhan. Bye! Bye! Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Me, Myself, and Millie. Follow us on Instagram at me, myself, Millie for more podcast updates. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe and write a review on Apple Podcasts. Special thanks to my husband, Rowan Brooks, for technical support and Cal Reichenbach, who did all the music you heard on this episode. You can check him out at calzonemusic.com. Thanks, cutie bums, and see you in October for season two.